Feeds it to Suter. Right side, Sagan delays. Shot, score! It's Wyatt Johnston! The 19-year-old rookie in his first NHL game has NHL goal number one. That bench is there to greet him as he goes down the bump line. He is nothing short of giddy. Parents are here. Not only his parents, but his billet parents. Yeah, no, this is great. I mean. You know, over the past few seasons, the Dallas Stars have done a lot of things right. Wyatt Johnson is one of those things. Welcome to another 32 Thoughts interview podcast presented by GMC and the Sierra AT4X. Dallas selected Wyatt Johnson 23rd overall in the 2021 draft, which was kind of a gamble considering he didn't play that season due to an OHL COVID shutdown. But that gamble paid off big for Dallas. After an explosive 124-point season with Mark Savard's Windsor Spitfires, Johnson made the Dallas Stars out of training camp and hasn't looked back. Now, you look at Dallas and you see layers of talent in different age tiers. There's the Ben, Pavelski, Sagan, Suter group. There's the Lindell, Domi, Marchment, Faxa group. There's the Robertson, Ottinger, Heiskanen group. And then there's this deeper youth movement with Johnson, Delandria, Harley, and then prospects coming like Maverick Bork and Logan Stankhoven. Looks good. Also, a little bit later in the interview, you will hear Elliot Friedman talk to Joe Pavelski about Wyatt Johnson. I sat down with Johnson a couple of weeks ago in Dallas, and a special thanks to Joe Calvillo of the Dallas Stars for helping make this interview possible. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, before the interview, let's catch up with Wyatt Johnson at Jason Robertson's Hockey Clinic. Now, this is an event run by Robertson called JR's Heroes Skate. Yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Here, uh, two of my great teammates, two of my uh, best friends on the team. We got Wyatt Johnston. Yeah, guys. Uh, just want to say welcome to our house. This is awesome to have you guys out here. Uh, it's an incredible building. Uh, let's just go have some fun, guys, and uh, play some hockey. So let's have fun. Hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun catching up with this young emerging superstar. Here's Wyatt Johnston on 32 Thoughts, the podcast. Wyatt, thanks so much for doing this. Um, this is the night after a game against the Seattle Kraken. Big comeback by the Dallas Stars sending it into overtime and Adam Larson. But in the process, you scored another goal. So as we record this podcast, you've now scored 21 goals in the NHL in your rookie season. Did you have a goal in mind at the beginning of the season when you made the Stars like, I'm going to score 15 goals, I'm going to score 20 goals, I'm going to score 30 goals? Did you have any of that in your mind? Not really, no. Um, I mean, going into camp, the goal was just to make the team. And then after that, the first nine games were kind of just prove myself and prove I can help the team and, and be here for you know the rest of the games. And then just kind of overall, my goal was just to kind of be a player that can help impact mm -hmm. the team, help the team win. And yeah, I didn't really kind of look too much into the numbers or kind of make kind of specific goals on you know how many goals I want to score, how many points. It was just kind of more I wanted to be an impactful player and you know help the team win you have been 
And and I I wondered too back in 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 training camp, because I think everybody in the OHL certainly in Windsor were wondering like, okay, like Spitfires getting the kid back, like what's what's happening here? At what point during camp did you think I really have a shot at making this team? I know I want to make this team, but now I really think I have a shot at it. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of throughout camp, I mean, I think I kind of you know felt good with you know kind of how I was playing throughout camp throughout the um, exhibition games. I think kind of as the camp went on and you kind of, you know, you try not to look into kind of the rosters that are being put out for exhibition games and stuff, but. So you don't read into any of that stuff? You don't make yourself paranoid or freak out about rosters? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, you kind of can see it and you can kind of, kind of make some guesses. So I think kind of through that, I kind of made a few guesses, but obviously you kind of, you don't know what they're, you know, the people are thinking who make those decisions. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, I just kind of tried to just, any chance I got, tried to, you know, make the most of it and tried my best not to really look into really anything mm-hmm. and just kind of play my game and, and see see how it goes. Who was your first phone call after you made the team? My parents. First phone call I made, and then after that it was sister, brother. Yeah. Just calling my family, letting them know it was uh it was a it was a pretty cool moment just to yeah. kind of be able to call them right after. Who cried? Probably everyone. It was um <laughs> you No, it was pretty emotional. From the Dallas Stars practice facility in Frisco, Texas, Dallas Stars general manager Jim Nill will make the 23rd pick in the 2021 NHL draft on behalf of the Dallas Stars. Jim? The Dallas Stars are proud to select from Windsor of the Tyrell Hockey League, Wyatt Johnston. Family is pumped. Uh, Wyatt didn't play this past season. The OHL shutting down. How do you evaluate a guy who didn't play? This is an amazing story. And no games, except for someone had watched him in his 16-year-old season. Trevor Litowski, the head coach, now with the assistant coach with the Montreal Canadiens, loved him. His second half of his 16-year-old year, just under a point per game. And he started to open eyes with that great... It's what you dream of, especially me growing up in Toronto. It's which you're around for my whole life, just hockey, 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 playing in the NHL. So, yeah, yeah. when I got that phone call from Jim Nill, it was um, it was pretty special, pretty emotional. What did he say? What can you, what can you remember? I mean, I think he just kind of told me that, you know, I made the team and maybe I was on the opening night roster. I think he kind of talked about how you know, I kind of, it was my camp that, you know, really helped me, push me forward to, you know, be in that position. Just a bit of a whirlwind. It was kind of blacking out, just crazy emotions. So... <laughs> I don't remember exactly, but I just know he just kind of let me know, you know, what was going on, and yeah, it was just so exciting, so happy. At what point in your um, in your in your in your minor hockey career? You played Marlboros, you played mm-hmm. with the uh, with the Marlies all the way up. At what point did you think that this was going to be like that? You had a shot, at, like a career in hockey. This wasn't just a game. I wasn't just going to have fun with my buddies. But like, was there a point where you said, you know what, this might be a job, a career, my life? Mm-hmm. Was there a certain point? Is there one magical year? Not really. I mean, growing up when you're a kid, you kind of just think, yeah, I'm going to play in the NHL. Like, yeah. you don't really know. You don't know how tough it is to make it. You just kind of think, yeah, like, I'm good. I'm going to I'm gonna play in the NHL. And I think it was, I think my minor image year, once we kind of got to the OHL draft, close to the OHL draft, and I kind of realized that I was going to have a chance to get drafted pretty high to the OHL and, mm-hmm. you know, play in the OHL as a 16-year-old. I think that's when I kind of, maybe thought, you know, this might actually be a possibility rather than just kind of being a young kid, just dreaming of playing in the NHL and just 
thinking, yeah, like that's just kind of what's going to happen. So I think it was probably my draft year where it was kind of, you know, a lot older and a lot kind of closer to that goal of playing in the NHL. In your last year in Windsor, you're coached by Mark Savard. And I spoke to Savard this morning and I said, I was asking about you, obviously. And he said, here's how I feel and here's how I felt about coaching Wyatt Johnson. I wrote, I wrote it down. I'll read it to you. I can put him on the ice and go sit in the coach's office. Not a care. Like I put Wyatt Johnson on the ice. Everything's fine. What do you think of when you hear that from your former coach, Mark Savard? He's a pretty accomplished NHLer. I mean, that feels pretty good. It's definitely some really nice things to, to say. And he was awesome for me. Just, I mean, it was only one year that, you know, yep. he's my coach, but he was amazing. He, you know, helped me so much. He gave me, you know, every opportunity to succeed. And, you know, I think he's definitely a, a really big part of, you know, me, you know, being able to make the NHL roster this year. Mm-hmm. So that definitely means a lot, um, you know, having something like that said from him. So when I say Mark Savard and the sock, the tape job, was that from, from Mark Savard? When I mentioned it, he was oh, yeah, he took the sock, like my tape job all the yeah. way. <laughs> Heel to toe, the sock. Yeah, well, I think, you know, you can kind of see online, Savvy is, uh, he likes his tape jobs, he likes <laughs> oh, to yeah. tape sticks, so. Okay, you the fans have spoken, and uh, here I am. I'm going to tape my twig so everybody can get a quick bird's eye view of how we do it. Um, I've got a warrior stick here, an old covert uh, dolomite. It's a brand new one, so I can uh, show you guys how I do it. First off, what you're going to need for this event are scissors. For my knob, I like, I've always liked a small roll of tape. If you don't have a skinny roll of tape, this is Johnson's tape. You take a normal roll and you're gonna have to rip it to be small if you wanna do it how I do it. This is training tape, so it doesn't stick to the gloves. It's a very soft cloth tape, not sticky. I use that, and then I got a skinny roll for my blade. Yeah, yeah definitely a little bit of inspiration from him. Yeah, he likes to do a bunch of kind of fun things, and I kind of took a little bit off of him, just trying a bunch of yeah. random tape job from him, and. Yeah, I think he, he might be the guy who started doing the sock, and I think he was the, the first guy to do it, so yep. I have to give some credit to him. What did he teach you? I mean, Savard had so many so many skills that players love. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, skills like people like me or other hockey fans will look at and go, like, wow, this guy's good. And there are plays that, like, when I talked to, uh, I remember talking to Jason York, who played with uh, Savard in Boston, and we were talking about him having – like Savard was probably better than anybody else at taking hard rims on his backhand, mm-hmm. spinning around and firing. And because of Savard, it's a sauce pass, firing yeah. a pass to the slot, like seamlessly. Like those plays that players look at and go like, oh, man. Yeah. Like what were some of those things that Mark Savard taught you? Like the hockey players play. It's just a number. Like it's like the little things that, you know, day in, day out, you kind of pick up and learn from him and then, you know, looking back, it's just kind of like, just kind of taught me a bunch of things that it just kind of seems second nature to me now. Mm-hmm. He's obviously was such a skilled player, and you see kind of in practice playing three-on-three and stuff like that, just kind of yeah. how smart he is, how good his hands are, and just kind of the plays he makes. So, When he played in the NHL, by the way, he was incapable of making a pass along the ice. Everything was yeah. a sauce pass. He yeah. still liked that when he did three-on-three with him? Yeah. Like every yeah. pass. Yeah. yeah. He loves a saucer pass. He's kind of perfected it um yeah you know, lands perfectly always but yeah he's obviously amazing offensive player and he definitely kind of helped me you know, help my offensive game a lot you mentioned your mom and dad um margo and chuck uh, i want to ask you about your sister captain at queens yeah tell us about your sister accomplished hockey player yeah she played 
Quinn, right? Yeah, Quinn. Um, yeah, so she's three years older than me. And we just kind of both grew up playing hockey. That was kind of our life growing up. Loved it. You know, always out on the outdoor rinks, playing mini sticks, playing on our backyard rink. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were just really competitive. You know, we kind of pushed each other growing up. And, yeah, she kind of moved on to play hockey at Queen's University, and she was a captain there. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see kind of what she's been able to accomplish and throughout her hockey career. And she's definitely helped me a lot in mine. Um, how she helped you? I think just the competitiveness. You're just playing games in our backyard. She she likes to keep me humble and um, <laughs> kind of make sure I don't get you know too cocky or anything. And but yeah, she's just I think the competitive, just kind of playing games against her growing up. And um, you know, none of us like losing. We're both really competitive. So you know, whenever we were playing anything, we always wanted to win. So got a little heated growing up. But um, hmm. I think yeah, just the competitiveness and you know just wanting to win and. Um, just kind of competing in, you know, everything we did as a, as kids. You know, there's a lot of elements of your game that are uh, that are real good, obviously, and a lot of people focus on the goal scoring, and that's been remarkable in your rookie season, as we mentioned off the top. There's a couple of other things about your game that really looks mature. One, you're always in the right place. I don't know if that's instinct, hockey sense, just from playing for so long, I don't know. And we saw this in the goal last night. I mean, you're in the perfect, spot mm-hmm. for that pass as it, as it squirts out to you. Back for Ben. Across the line. Stick handles his way and then feeds it for Haskin. He's got a man to his right. It's Suter. Sends it low. Ben Johnston scores! Tremendous movement. And Wyatt Johnston runs his goal-scoring streak to five games. Where does that come from for you? Like, I know it's hard to ask, like, where do you get yeah. your hockey sense from? But, like, you're always in the right spot, it seems, Wyatt. I think it's a combination of a number of things. I think one thing's just watching video, um, watching other people's shifts, learning from, you know, different guys on just kind of where, you know, the open ice is and finding different spots. So I think there's that. I think there's just kind of adjusting the NHL game. I think as the season's gone on, I've been able to just kind of learn where the open spaces are and learn where, you know, I can get open and put myself in this position to get the puck. Just kind of learning from guys, obviously, Joe Pavelski, he always seems to be in the right spot. And yeah, he's kind of good. He, um, I think just learning from him, watching him, he um, he's definitely helped a lot. And then I think some has just kind of been the way I play. I think I just like to, you know, use my brain when I play and just kind of read the ice, try to see the ice well. So I think that's kind of helped a lot. It's like the puck follows you. Like it, it really does seem that way. Now, there's one other thing that, I think a lot of us look at in your game and that is the ability to strip pucks. Like you do a really good job and we saw it in Windsor and we're seeing it with the Dallas stars as well. Um, that's was always the master. Like he was mm-hmm. the king of, of stripping pucks. Where does it come from for you? And what, like, what would you say? Remember one of my kids had a, one of their, one of their hockey instructors would always talk about like when you're lifting a stick, always make sure you lift it at the heel. So your blade is right there with the puck. Mm-hmm. Don't lift it high on the shaft, etc. When it comes to stripping pucks, what's the Wyatt Johnson secret? I I really don't know. Um, I think that's something that I've kind of always been able to kind of do growing up. I think a lot of it's just I think just kind of the hand eye and the timing of it. Just kind of reading where you know guys kind of have their stick if they're kind of trying to protect it out wide. That can maybe put them in a more vulnerable position. I think just kind of learning and adjusting. Yeah, I don't really know. I think just coming that I just kind of 
picked up along the way of playing hockey. And I think one thing that's maybe helped is just playing on outdoor rinks as a kid all the time. And there's just a million kids out there on a small ice surface. So you kind of get used to kind of having to lift sticks and pick pucks off of guys and stuff like that. You're great at it. You live with the Pavelskis. I spoke to Pete DeBora yesterday and he talked about, you know, him and Steve Spot said this this is probably a uh, the right is combination. That, is that the Pete DeBoer plan? Yeah. The kid with the vet? <laughs> you know, I uh, where where we got the idea, Steve Spot and I was actually in San Jose. Uh, Joe Thornton used to on a regular basis pick up whoever we were bringing in or the young player and bring him in, give him a place to stay if there was a young guy that had been called up that had been at the hotel too long. Joe was bringing him over to his house for dinner or inviting him to stay in the guest house. Um, and so, you know, that's when the wheels started to spin for me that, uh, you know, boy, if Pav and and uh, and his wife Sarah would, would consider it, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no better mentor for a young player, you know, rather than living on his own. You know, I, I, I can't speak for Wyatt, but from what I understand, you know, he, he hadn't done a lot of cooking for himself. He hadn't done a lot of cleaning for himself. He, I'm not sure he paid a lot of bills. Um, so, and talking to Pav, you know, it, it's been a, I think it's been a tutorial mm-hmm. both as a professional hockey player, but, but as a, as a lifestyle too, off the ice, you know, how, how, when do you leave for the rink? What time do you eat? How do you eat? When do you go to bed? You know, how do we travel? All the, all those things. Just, I think Wyatt Johnson's going to look back after an unbelievably exceptional career and go, boy, I was really fortunate to, mm. to have that year with Joe and Sarah Pavelski. How's that been for you? It's been awesome. Pavelski family there, they're amazing. They've, you know, just kind of made me, made me feel comfortable at home, made me just kind of make Dallas uh, another home for me. So they've been amazing, just making me feel comfortable, giving me, you know, kind of every everything I need to just kind of be comfortable at home. And then obviously Joe is, you know, I think we both think he's he's an Hall of Famer. He's so incredible. Just one thing as a player, he's obviously unbelievable. Then also as a person, he's he's been amazing. He, um, he you know, has helped me learn so much. And it's been a ton of fun living with them, especially um, – with their son Nate, he's, he's awesome. You know, having Wyatt at the house now. Yep. It's it's been a fun year that way. Yep. And playing, you know, just little games and watching him, you know, battle with Nate and certain things mm-hmm. and all all three of us playing a game of pig. It's it gets pretty funny. And we have a lot of a lot of fun times that I think we enjoy just dinner, doing just hanging out at the house, mm-hmm. watching different games and little things that go with all that. How's it been with Wyatt? It's been great. Yeah, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, he's he's a great kid first and foremost, which you know makes it so much easier on you know Sarah, Nate, myself. Yeah. That you know you don't have to worry about him a whole lot. Mm-hmm. He leaves a small footprint around the house. He's there to help. He's hanging out. Um, you know, so all those things kind of factor into it, and then seeing his success he's had and how he's become part of this team is, uh, you know, makes it fun to be a part of. What would you want Wyatt to take from you? Like if he was at, when this year is over or eventually he moves into his own place, what would be the most important thing that you would want him to have learned from you? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if there's one thing, just, you know, enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. Like we live a very special life, Mm -hmm. you know, as as living out our dream in so many ways. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and um, just to not really take that for granted. Take care of yourself when you can. Enjoy it when you can. Enjoy the bus rides, the plane rides, the, the laughs. Because, um, you know, if you've been around enough guys that aren't in the league anymore, and that's what everyone talks about, and you have an understanding, like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's some tough days, and there, there's a little Well, if you're going to learn to be a pro, I mean, you kind of got a great one. Yeah. Like, you're kind of blessed that way. Like, that's – there's more to – you know this – anyone who listens to this podcast knows this, there's more to being a professional than just what happens during the game. Yeah. It's like a whole lifestyle. Yeah. What are some of the things that as you transition from being, you know, an elite junior player with the Windsor Spitfires to being a pro with the Dallas mm -hmm. stars, what are some of the things that the Pavelski family, specifically Joe has helped you with? Um, so many things. Um, paying bills. <laughs> yeah. Cooking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, um, well, Joe, he, you know, obviously you can see how well he's performing at, at his age. And, you know, I don't think it's, it's a fluke. I think it's due to it's just kind of his dedication to um, just the way he treats his body, the kind of stuff he does off the ice, just a number of just kind of recovery techniques he uses in different things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about a lot, just different tools you can use to help recover and, and just kind of using just different things, doing different tests to kind of see um you know what your body needs and what you need to recover and yeah he obviously taught me a lot about kind of recovery which i think is it's obviously a really important part of you know being able to play uh well every night you know joe pavelski strikes me as you know one of these people that a lot of us really don't like because he's good at everything is that true we've all seen him play hockey if anyone's seen him golf i mean it's elite is joe pavelski good at everything yeah Yes, he is. Have you seen him struggle at any at anything? No, I don't think I don't think so. Obviously, hockey, unbelievable golf, great golf player, playing basketball in the backyard, doesn't miss a shot. I don't know if there's anything that he's not good at. It's it's impressive. You know, in Windsor, they still talk about that game against Sarni. I think you had six, maybe seven points, and it was like the puck was on your blade the whole game. Like it seemed like every time you're on the ice, like the puck was on your blade for the entirety of the shift. Was that the best game you ever played? Yeah, I think it definitely would be one of them. Um, I think a number of things just kind of went went right that night. I yeah. think um, I've had a chance to play with some pretty good teammates in in Windsor, so definitely helps when you have players that can put the puck in the in the back of the net. And um, yeah, it just kind of seemed like everything was going going my way that night. Just kind of the bounces, the puck was just finding me. Yeah, it was a pretty special night, and everything seemed to be going well. Um, yeah. We talked about Joe Pavelski. Um, I'm curious about some other players on this team, because we look at Dallas and we say, there's a number of windows here for the Dallas Stars. You're, a, you're becoming a, a really huge part of this, because as much as there are, you know, the Joe Pavelskis and the Jamie Benz and the, the Tyler Sagan, some of the more veteran players, Ryan Suter on the team as well, there's this healthy mix of, you know, older veterans and, younger high-end players yourself jason robertson uh rupe hins uh miro haskinen more on the horizon with stankoven and bork etc who stands out to you like on a game in game out practice in practice out basis well, it's a pretty sweeping question but are yeah. there like a, a few guys or maybe a few skills or things that you've seen where you're like wow that's that's the level i gotta get to it's a really hard question because that like Every one of them has, you know, aspects that they really stand out in. And obviously each one of those guys that you mentioned are obviously unbelievable players. And 
yeah, I think with Heisken and um, he's just so effortless. He he can just move around the ice. I was talking to um, you know our skating coach Luke Chilcott and. He was kind of talking about how he kind of looks like Paul Coffey skating up the ice, just kind of so effortless. A few strides and glide, yeah. few strides and glide. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Paul Coffey was my coach for four years in, in minor hockey, so I got to see him kind of skate around the ice, and yeah, I definitely see some similarities. I would just kind of just effortless. He just coasts through guys. Yeah. I mean, I watched his whole career. He coasted yeah. through. It was amazing. He'd yeah. gallop behind the net and just start coasting through everybody. Yeah. It was remarkable. Yeah, it's impressive. I think Heiskanen's really impressed me, and then. Robertson's obviously you just kind of see what he does on the ice he, you know there's not many games that he's not on the score sheet and he just kind of finds a way to put pucks in the net and make plays and he's just unbelievably smart player and I think Rupe Hintz I also think he could be the most underrated player in the league he just so he can fast. do everything so fast he can score he can make plays he's great defensively he can play on the penalty kill you know he can really do everything there's a lot of skill around you right now and there's more on the horizon. I know you don't have context for this and I, and I get it. And I know you're a, you're a rookie in the NHL, but like, do you ever catch yourself in moments of the day and say, wow, wow like I'm in the NHL and I've scored 20 goals. And I know sometimes it's difficult and you don't have that perspective maybe until you retire, mm-hmm. but like, do you ever catch yourself just saying like, like I'm in the NHL, man. And um, you know, in the conversation for the rookie of the year, like, do you ever allow yourself to to go to that place in your head? It happens, you know, probably a fair amount. I mean, it's just it's so crazy to me. Just kind of the last, especially the last few years. Like two years ago, I wasn't playing hockey. COVID missed a full year, and now I'm just kind of you know living my dream and playing in the NHL. It's you know what I've worked for for so long, and. Yeah, it's just amazing. Um, I have to pinch myself sometimes and just, it's awesome. I've just been trying to enjoy it. It's it's just a dream come true. And yeah, it happens fairly often that I just kind of think, yeah, like I'm in the NHL. It's, it's crazy. And I don't think I've really gotten used to it yet. I hope you always have that feeling because yeah. it's got to be really cool. Um, Wyatt, thanks so much for this. Continued success. Uh, your team's grooving. Fun to watch. Yep. Thank you very much. Listen to the 32 Thoughts podcast ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let me ask you about Wyatt Johnson. Yeah. What were your expectations of him at the beginning of the season? Like, as we're recording this right now, he's a 20-goal scorer. Yeah. When you saw him in training camp, and I know you really liked him, and I know we all remember the press conference, you stumping for him. Yeah. What were your expectations of, of Wyatt this year? Boy, I didn't know. I mean, I've had a lot of young players this is my 15th 16th year in the NHL so every year there's there's a young player that everyone's excited about that you put in the lineup and you know I I I can tell you my first impression of Wyatt Johnson I I walked in he was on the bike uh, at development camp he wasn't skating because he was injured or coming off an injury and I mean he he looked like a a high school kid uh, (laughs) you know his his physique everything I mean he didn't look even close to being ready to be an NHL player Um, and he came back three months later for training camp or two two and a half months later and you know started to look the part a little bit more even though he still doesn't he's still a kid Um, I I tell people that it's hard to put perspective on what he's accomplished you know the best perspective I get is Joe Pavelski was still at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, Jason Robertson was still playing junior hockey. Uh, and this guy's scoring 20 goals in the NHL this year. And 
and he's playing against McDavid, and I'm not hiding him uh, defensively or for face-offs. He's just uh, he's an exceptional talent, and um, I think he's going to be a captain of this franchise down the road. He's an exceptional kid. When you meet his family, you realize why he's probably so special. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't predict this. Uh, I'm sure as hell happy it's happened because he's, he's been a difference maker for us and, and for a lot of guys in that room. That's why John said of the Dallas Stars, hey, he's a rookie 20-goal scorer. Pretty nice season so far. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.